This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com. We are here to talk about manga not just as a medium, but as an industry as well. I am Colton. And I am Sid. And we are to titular Manga Mavericks. And we're here to talk about manga, just in case you couldn't tell. Uh, so, how, how, how are you doing, Sid? I, I haven't talked to you in a while. Yes, uh, things have been very busy the past couple of weeks. Uh, a lot, really, a lot of late nights, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, tired wrists, and mm-hmm. trying to stay awake, and keep drawing, and keep falling, well, nodding off, but getting right back to it, and, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I only have one class left as of this recording, and that's tomorrow, and I have most of my stuff prepared and done for that, so, you know, things are... Things are going to go good now. Looking forward to the summer. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, you're starting to sound like a real manga artist, except you're not. You're, you're, you're an animator, kind of, right. sort of. Yeah. Because you, you, were, you were talking about how tired you were, and I'm like, am I, am I talking to a manga artist? Is this what it's like? <laughs> I, I don't think I, I work nearly as hard as a manga artist, though, though. And, and I'm also sure you get more than four hours of sleep. Well... There, I mean, there are a lot of nights I didn't get sleep these last two weeks, but yeah, I mean, generally I do at least get four hours of sleep. Oh, well, then forget what I said. You're already halfway there. Well, now it's the summer and I'm going to go back to having eight hours or maybe ten hours because <laughs> I do like my sleep. Yeah, uh, speaking of sleep, um, I, I, I hate to ruin our uh, podcast magic here. I hate to kind of pull back the curtain, but we are recording this on a different day than we normally do. So I am exhausted and tired because I had a very long shift at work last night. I worked from, what, 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. Because apparently people like their pizza at... What? And- people order pizza on a Saturday night? Who would have thought? Yeah, I know, right? Isn't Isn't that just ass backwards? I hate I hate pizza. I don't want to see another pizza ever again. Good thing you're not in New York. You can't go like a block without seeing a pizza place. Uh, and, and I mean, this is also kind of off topic, but I've been I've been treating my body horribly lately because I I've been having a lot of days where like because you know I I I'm horrible at managing my time, so I'll have like an hour or two before work. And like I, I, I gotta like take the bus to work and all that stuff because I can't drive because I never got around to learning how to drive because I'm just silly like that and I'm just, again I'm just not good at managing my time so because of like you know the scheduling around my local metro and all that you know I'm I'm a dumb and I'm just like I don't feel like making anything I'm not sure if I have the time I'm just gonna go buy a bunch of fast food so I've been like ever since I've started getting money lately. I've fallen into that bad habit of like constantly buying fast food, and I think I might need to stop that soon. <laughs> Cause uh, mm. you know, I, I don't I don't want to die by the time I'm thirty five. That would be that would be nice. What are you eating McDonald's three meals a day? Well, like, not a, a not guy in super size me. No, not 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 exactly three meals a day, but like I've had at least like one item from McDonald's like at least every day. Wow, it, like it, like it feels like. You know, and it's just, I, I do need to stop doing that, because I'm afraid, like, it's gonna, you know, have some kind of negative effect on my body, as as it as it should, you know? Fast food's horrible for you. Yeah, 
Uh, honestly, I haven't eaten out at a fast food place in the last, I don't know, six months. But mainly because the fast food places uh, where I am are pretty awful. Like <laughs> more so than your than usual. Because I mean, like the I go to, I I went to Burger King once a couple of months ago, and like I got chicken fries because I love chick. Love, usually, I love chicken fries, but yeah, the. Not only did they give me the wrong, like, type of chicken fries, they gave me this, like, jalapeno <laughs> thing. But, like, it was all, um, it was hard. Like, the chicken fries were hard. Ugh. And gross. cold. And oh I, the regular fries were also hard. So much so that I could barely even chew into them. See, like, seriously. You... Seriously, that's a, it is an awful Burger King. See how how do you how do you screw up fries? I don't I understand don't know. that. I don't know, but all the all the fast food places around here are just they're just terrible. They the fries are awful, and if you can't get the fries right, I mean, what does I mean, that say about the rest of the stuff? I don't even want to know what's in your salad because that's going to be even worse because you because ha- you have to use like fresh ingredients but obviously you're not going to use fresh ingredients because it's super fast food place in new york <laughs> yeah see like I, pro- I promise we'll stop talking about fast food in a second but see the the worst service i've ever had at a fast food restaurant anywhere around in my area would just be like oh they got my order wrong i'm gonna have to go through the drive through again or something i've never i've i've never had like undercooked food or or frozen food served to me ever so that just that sounds horrible i I can't really imagine going through that yeah it's really awful that's why i that's why when i go out i mean it's just either subway or it's pizza see i oh my god every time i eat subway now for some reason i feel really sick i don't know what it is so Why? some I don't know. So there'll be time. I think I don't know. Sometimes there'll be times where like I'll order a meatball sub, and then my stomach is like, "No, that was a big mistake. Do not ever put that in my body again." You hear uh, me? I don't really like the meatball subs. I do get that feeling when I eat them. Yeah, I usually see? order. I usually order like the oven roasted chicken, and then recently they had this new type of chicken, rotisserie chicken. Ooh, and I tried God. that. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I definitely recommend trying it, it uh, especially like with the all the toppings they suggest. It's really good stuff. Oh, I've had rotisserie chicken before. Oh, that's that is that is the food of the gods. That is. Mm. Oh my god! Now I'm getting hungry. I haven't had anything to eat before I recorded today, which is kind of a mistake. But whatever. I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just get some fast food when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the bad habit. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can at least like you know not order so much food because i used to have this thing where like i would just order large meals like at least once a week and i would just spend all my money at fast food places and i like i probably never like completely stop eating fast food but the least i can do is like you know try to eat less of it and you know try to you know be more mindful of my money and just get get like a cheaper option you know you know baby steps instead of the large get the small or you know get like one item because you know, yeah. it's just, I, I don't, I don't need a large fries, large soda, and and a double cheeseburger. You know, every other day, I just, I just don't need that. I, yeah. I want to, I want to live longer. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But uh, anyway, enough fast food talk. So this the, yeah, are we a was, manga podcast? Yeah, uh, what, yeah. What's this podcast about again? Manga. I think I think that's I think that's what it's called. Manga Mavericks, not fast food not- Mavericks. <laughs> so um i think uh i think there have been some updates on a certain kickstarter that we talked about last time i believe oh yes well uh, we've been mentioning in the past couple episodes uh the kimigure orange road kickstarter that the dmp has uh put up to fund uh the complete series uh being released over here in print and it was it's one of their most ambitious kickstarters to date because it has a goal of like 119,000. And the last time they tried a goal that was like in the hundreds of thousands, which was this huge test kit Kickstarter, didn't really work out for them and they didn't even meet a tenth of that goal. Hmm. But this Kickstarter, on the other hand, has done significantly well. In fact, it's almost um, completely fully, I mean, it's almost like reached its, uh, ultimate goal of getting the six omnibus volume funded at $190,000 cuz right now uh it's ju- right now at the time of this recording it's about at $109,000 and that means like the first five omnibus volumes have been fully funded <coughs> so now we just need to reach the last goal of 119,000 uh to get the entire series fully funded and that means the and it, that means the entire series will be released over here in print, and that's really cool because um, this is su- as this is an older title, and it, generally older titles like this, especially like a romance series like this, are definitely hard sells. Oh yeah. So it's really great to see uh, this Kickstarter be so successful, and I hope it paves the way, ra- paves the road for more. Uh, classic manga titles to get kickstarters to help fund their release over here yeah i I would like to see more um more kickstarters for maybe like some older jump titles such as like you know the more kind of like i guess quote-unquote manlier looking uh jump titles like fist of the north star and um and um uh, tokojuku you know stuff like that i would love to own that kind of stuff in print but i mean you never know maybe maybe one day yeah, hopefully. I think maybe what would help would help some of the some older titles like Otojukucho Otoko Juku would be if like if they got a new anime or something. Because that would help JoJo's get license get like licensed and uh, be so successful like over here now. Yeah, I I I, I kind of I I, w- I was kind of thinking the same thing um, a few weeks ago myself actually. Um, though I feel like the problem with Otoko Juku would be that like it's because of its premise and the subject material and how very patriotic it is. I feel like a lot of people would uh, would take the uh, would take the series the wrong way and not realize it's supposed to be you know comedy. You know what I mean, Sid? Really, you think it's I, isn't isn't it like really over the top though? It it is really over the top, but I feel like people are so sensitive nowadays that they probably wouldn't get it. Hmm. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Well, maybe if they maybe if I guess maybe if they, I guess it all depends on the execution of the anime. Like if they if the anime makes it kind of clear just through like visual hints that this is all tongue in cheek good fun. Like it should work, but 
like yeah. if they play it up seriously, like have big dramatic music where they really shouldn't, then yeah, that might confuse some people. Yeah, I mean, from what from the little I've read of Otokojuku so far, it's definitely not something you should take seriously in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've I'd like to, I would love to see a new anime come out of that. That would be really interesting. And I mean, I would I would love to see people's reactions to it because I mean, I know I I think some people would like it. And I and I also feel like some people would be like, oh, what's this? This is old. I have a, a friend of mine. Uh, it's one of his favorite mangas. And then another friend of mine started reading it recently. So, I mean, it's a, it's something that I also plan to read uh, at some point. That's, it definitely sounds like something that's really up my alley. So. That's that's really interesting. I th- see. Like, I think it's funny and all that, but, like, I can't I can't ever see it being my favorite manga. That's really interesting to me, actually. Well, it's not his favorite manga, but it's one of his favorite manga. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, but, um, speak, speaking of more manga, um, I think you have a uh, New York Times bestselling list for us. That's right! This is uh, the New York Times bestselling list for the week of April 17th to the 23rd, and it's a pretty interesting list. Actually, very diverse. Yeah. But to start off, we have a uh, regular Tokyo Ghoul with Volume Six, newly released and on this list now, for, uh, first week. So a number one debut, pretty nice. Hmm. Never, never would have seen that coming from Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> yes, and then following that, though, we have some two Yen Press titles, both light novels. Uh, very interesting. We have Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in Dungeon Volume Five at number two and the first volume of the Irregular and Magic High School at number three. Hmm. Uh, okay. And yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, we've been seeing light novels come on these lists a little more frequently recently, but actually this week in particular has qu- it's quite significantly taken up by them. There are like four light novels on this list. That That so, is pretty cool, actually. Yes, and all of them are Yen Press books as well, just to mention the other two. At number five, we have The Devil is a Part-Timer, number four. At number six, we have Spice and Wolf, number 17. Hmm. I hear a lot of good things about Spice and Wolf. Maybe I should read that. Yeah, that's a, that's been something on my read and watch list for a while now. Um, But we should really go back to number four, Sid. Yes, number four. Uh, I was very happy to see this one. A Silent Voice, Volume Six. Uh, uh, and it's uh, it's first week out, and it's number four. And this is the first time I believe a Silent Voice volume has been on the New York Times bestselling list, which is really cool to see it. Like with this, the second to last volume, it to finally be on here. Uh, Silent Voice is a series that I loved. I loved reading it while it was coming out weekly. And it's it's one of my favorite manga ever. It's just such a really well well told story, and I de- highly recommend just anyone to pick up a read because it's a really great like story of redemption, coming of age, and all sorts of great themes. Okay, yeah, guys, if if you if 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 you if you never listen to anything else that me and Sid tell you, you should listen to us when you when we say go read go read a silent voice just do it it's really good if if you are a manga fan it's like i, I think it should be required reading honestly mm-hmm. like it's it's just i just think it's that good and I, I and i don't say that about anything 
I, I don't I don't know where I was going with that. Just go read a silent voice. Just do it. Please just yeah. do it. Buy my it, favorite it, buy it. manga of twenty fourteen. You it, can read my forum posts on about that and the like the animation revelation forums or whatever. I'd say it's and, definitely just one of my favorite manga of all time, honestly. Yeah, it is. It's definitely <clears throat> one of mine as well. Um, but uh uh what 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 about the rest of the list? Yes, uh we have a mainstay of the list uh in recent times at number seven. It's uh One Punch Man Volume One. Now on this list for thirty four weeks. Interestingly enough, though, Tokyo Ghoul Volume 1 has uh, dropped out this week. Nowhere mm. to be seen. I'm sure we'll see it pop up again, but uh, its consecutive run has uh, been broken, finally, it seems. I, I don't know, Sid. Is is Tokyo Ghoul finally becoming not popular? Not 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 popular, but I guess its steam is dying down a bit. If it was, not become, it was becoming not popular, I mean... Why is the sixth volume number one? Well, I mean, I was I was also being facetious, but yes, I do see your point. <laughs> then speaking of series that may have been losing steam as of late, we have Attack on Titan volume 18 at number eight on this is not for three weeks. And, and I say that mainly because I remember the days like when Attack on Titan took up over half the list. Yeah. But now we're at a point where only the new volume is on the list. And it stays on the list uh, for quite a number of weeks. But I definitely feel that Titan Fever has died down a little bit as of late. I feel like it's just going to rise back up when we finally eventually get Attack on Titan Season 2. No doubt it will. I mean, the series is still amazingly popular. It's just... it's not, it, it, We're not at the... It's not still in it, the prime of its hype. It's just not, not, I mean, other than the manga, not a lot's really going on, is the thing. Well, I mean, there's stuff constantly going on. Uh, I mean, there's all these manga spin-offs and light novels. Well, I mean, I, there's yeah, tons of true. events in Japan. It's just that, you know, in the, in the West, we're mainly focused on anime and things related to anime. So. And, and, and merchandising. And merchandising. And we're not getting quite as much of that over here. So that's, so especially in the West, I feel some Titan uh, fever has been dying down and it's probably going to keep doing so until the second season comes out. I, I mean, when the second season does come out, I'm sure we'll start seeing like interest in the series with Sturge again. I, I mean, Sid, the other day I was, I was at the, I was at Hot Topic at my local mall, and an Attack on Titan only took up one shelf worth of merchandise. Only one shelf? Were I, there any other anime series that took up more than one shelf, though? Not really, no. Oh, uh, well, I guess that still kind of speaks that, as far as anime goes, Attack on Titan still, you know, one of the, more, the most popular titles. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, what, what what else is on here? Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, ever-popular titles, at number 9 we have Fairy Tale Volume 53 on this now for two weeks. Ooh, 53. Oof, that's a lot. Yeah, not as much as, I don't know, One Piece to say nothing of Kochi Kame or Gogo 2 Team. No, not at all. Not, not, not at all. <laughs> um, I mean, at least Fairy Tale is in its final arc. Pretty much. I mean, I don't know if it's when it's gonna end, but yeah, it's like coming to a close. Soon. Yeah, I I saw I saw that going around. M- maybe maybe I'll pick it back up again when it's over. I have no idea. I mm-hmm. 
I I, I kind of I kind of lost interest in it after the eventual uh, time skip. Honestly, that, yeah. that that was that was the deal breaker for me. Times, yeah, I have many thoughts on Fairy Tale, well, but we'll not we'll save that for maybe a Fairy Tale episode if we ever decide to do one. But uh, let's move on to the last thing on this list: uh, a new, fresh debut, Noragami Volume Thirteen. Um, this is not for one week at number ten. Uh, great series. Uh, I enjoy it, and I need to, you know, start reading the manga. So, I... ever since like I, I the anime finished its uh, latest one, so I, I should get on these volumes. I just I just need to start it up again in general. I I felt uh, I felt the anime was a little. I don't know. Honestly, I watched like maybe four episodes, and I thought it was kind of boring. But the thing is also. I'm not sure if I talked about this on the show already. I kind of forget, but uh, a friend of mine was really trying to like, cause cause she she's like she's in love with Noragami, <clears throat> and it was like her new favorite thing at the time, and she really wanted me to try it, but she she thought the way to do it was to try to compare it to Gintama, which kind of like kind mm. kind of insults me a little bit, cause it's like, oh hey, if I if I compare everything to Gintama, he'll he'll just give it a chance. Which, no, if you ever want to try to sell me on a thing, first off, you don't have to do that. I'm, I'm pretty willing to try anything. You, you don't, like, I don't care if a series is long or if there's a, you know, a chunk of it that's, I don't know, quote unquote, mediocre or bad, you know, I'll still get, I'll, I'll give anything a chance. You don't have to really convince me of much. But don't, don't, don't compare it to Gintama unless there's like a real, you know, un- unless you have a ground for, uh, unless you're, yeah. yeah. Like, the only comparison that I feel is valid between Origami and Gintama is, like, how, like, uh, both Yato and Gitoki's past define their, like, exactly. present day personalities. That's the only connection that I feel it could be made, but, uh, you otherwise, know, they're completely different series in terms of, they are, tone, setting, and, like, even teams, honestly. So I don't think that uh, I don't think that connection is really all that valid. But Noragami, I mean, I didn't actually like. I wasn't really into Noragami the first season, but it was in the second season, like Aragato, where things really picked up, and it, I was really blown away by that. Okay. So I mean, I do. So I do really recommend the series because the second season is great material, and I've heard you know just from fans that the manga just continues to get even better from there so i, I still highly recommend origami but i do uh i do feel that the beginning parts are a little bit of a slog at times gets through yeah i've i've read a i've read a few manga like that so i mm-hmm. i understand that don't worry guys it's not it's not off my list i just i just have i have other stuff i'd rather read at the moment i'll get to yeah. it eventually you know, maybe in like the next ten years or something. <laughs> like Tokyo Ghoul. We'll yeah, yeah, like Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah. Uh, one final thing I just want to mention about the list is that's interesting to me is that uh, usually Wiz Media has been dominating these lists in the, these past couple weeks, but yeah. this week actually is pretty much taken up uh, almost in equal shares by Kodansha and Yen Press. Both both uh, both publishers have four titles on this list. Up each, and Viz only has two, which I find pretty interesting. I mean, uh, I don't know if it, that's because uh, 
Well, I don't think, I don't, I mean, Riz has plenty of titles out, but I guess that just, I think it just shows, this healthy competition just shows that the industry is in good state and there's a lot of, like, popular titles out right now that are selling really well, and I think that's a good sign for the manga industry. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely, um, that's definitely a very good thing. Uh, like you said, healthy competition is always pretty good. Um. Yeah, I, d I didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of this stuff on here. That's that's not something you see every day. Mm hmm. Very interesting. I'm especially interested in, about this light novel trend and if light novels are finally gonna get a little more popular over here and maybe start becoming really heavy hitters in terms of sales. Mm, but um. What's what's this what's this next thing we're going to be talking about here? I, I I hear I hear some manga won some awards. Indeed. Uh, first, let's talk about something that uh, we've mentioned in the past: the Eisners. Uh, six manga titles are have been nominated for the best U.S. edition of International Material Asia Award, and those titles are Assassination Classroom for Volumes Two to Seven, A Bride yeah. Story, Master Keaton. For volumes two for four, and Showa, nineteen fifty three to nineteen eighty nine, History of Japan, the fourth volume of the Showa series, uh, Silent Voice, and Sunny. Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of really great works and a lot of uh, very well known authors um, winning awards here. Well, they're all been nominated for this award. Ah, my, my, uh, specifically, my this tongue. is for the. Specifically, this is for like the U.S. edition, as in like the translation of the material, like mm, the best like uh, international release, like foreign release. Okay. So, I so it's pretty. So I definitely would agree because of the quality of like the of these translations and like these uh, editions, like especially like the Bride Story. From Yen Press, I love I love that release in terms of the quality of the pages and the hardcovers, and like the and like the removable cover art and stuff. Okay. Really great. Hmm. So that's really I I will be satisfied with whatever wins uh, this award because these are all great titles and uh, great uh, work and great uh, editions, <clears throat> and so yeah, uh, we're. I'm really looking forward to hearing which one will win the award. I'm and then, I actually uh, real quick. I'm I'm kind of hoping Assassination Classroom wins, mostly because, you know, if if Assassination Classroom, you know, you know, you know, get ha has that honor bestowed upon it. Hey, this this won an Eisner Award. Maybe uh maybe Viz will finally um license uh Yusei Matsui's uh, other work, Nero. Maybe yeah. possibly. I want to see that in English, damn it! I love that manga, and I want to be able to buy it. And if and if if if, if this will open the door for that, then I want Assassination Classroom to win. So th there's my bias right there. Um, yeah. But no, I I agree. I'm I'd be happy if any of these won. Um, so yeah, a lot lot of really great titles on here. But um, we got some more awards to talk about. To mention another. Uh... Another like award that we've mentioned in the past, the uh, Tesca Cultural Awards. Uh, two titles have won the 20th annual Tesca Cultural Award, and uh, 
this is unusual because usually uh, there's only one winner, but this year there were two winners, oh. and those winners were Hanagami Shiraku by Kei Ichinose and Yotsuba by Hirohiko Asuba. Uh, I'm well, I'm well read on Yotsuba, and I do love that series, so I'm glad to see it won a reward. Don't really know much about Hanagami Shiraku, that's, since that's a series that hasn't really come out over here, but. From the description, it sounds very interesting. Yeah, I really want, um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but, um, because from the description, it looks like a, um, um, like, like, like the, the, uh, the art style for this looks very interesting, because it's that kind of a kabuki, um, you know, uh, uk ukiyo-e kind of art style, which is kind of a, I'm not really sure how to describe it, uh, for those who don't know, it's more, it's a, just, just look up, uh, look up, uh, ukiyo-e paintings or something on Google, and, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's kind of, I, 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 the, the more I find, uh, more titles, more manga drawn in that art style, the more I want to read them. Cause I know Shonen Jump has a, uh, similar title to this, except I think, I, I mean, I don't know anything about Hanagami or what kind of tone it has, but I know Shonen Jump has a, similar uh title to this running in uh, its magazine over in japan called um isobe which is essentially a manga kind of like drawn in the same style but i think it's more of a gag manga of anything and uh i really i really want to see um manga like this translated because i i don't know i just i i really like the um kind of aesthetic the the art style that um these particular manga are going for. I, I just want to read more stuff like this, and it's a shame I can't. Yeah, it's, it has a very interesting visual look, so I definitely also would like to read it. I, I always want to read, like, um, manga with untraditional art styles, a very interesting style, stylization. So hopefully, hopefully this attracts the attention, this uh, series attracts the attention of maybe vertical or a publisher who likes to publish uh, these kind of untraditional kind of uh, adult-skewing manga. Yeah, I, I would really like to read stuff like this. Um... And then to mention just some other uh, awards that were given, the new creator prize was given to Yuki Ando for his series Machida Kanosekai. That's a series that I'm... That's a new series, so I'm not completely familiar with it, but... Uh, it's a Shueisha series, so we, if it continues to gain popularity, it might be licensed by Visit or something. Yeah. And then the short work prize was given to Tatsuya Nakazaki for his series, for his, uh, manga Jimian, which is a long-running comedy, a collection of comedy shorts that's been going on since 1991 and had, and, and had only just ended last August after over 25 years of serialization, so that's pretty impressive. Hmm. Yeah, I, it, uh, judging by like the cover, it looks like this is it's uh, this is also in the same vein as uh, Hanagami and Isobe, where it it might be drawn in a more ukiyo-e kind of style, but uh, I mean I don't know that for sure. Just it just it looks very like old traditional Japanese to me. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of gives me that same uh, vibe, I guess. Probably very Gekiga inspired. Yeah, like, exactly. Especially since it runs in, uh, it ran in big comic. So. Yeah. 
But uh, good good job, all those manga out there who won awards. For f- I yes, I'm so, I'm so good at this. Uh, let's <laughs> let's just let's just go on to our next uh, next little story here. This is uh, this is pretty interesting. So uh, Nissan um, is apparently celebrating the fifth anniversary of its um, of its uh, Nissan Leaf model, and um, <clears throat> to 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 uh, in order to do so they uh they teamed up with a company called um, Neurospace to to produce a very special version of the car um which basically comes with like a headband for the uh for the driver to wear that uh basically reads your brain waves and like transmits them as um as manga sound effects outside of the car on the road it's uh <laughs> it's pretty it's neat awesome it's it's not exactly practical though, because like, and and hear and hear me out on this. This sounds really cool, and uh, also Sid, I think maybe we should. Um, there's there's a video for this, and I think maybe we should maybe link it in the show notes for people to see if they're interested. Oh, of course. <clears throat> but um, hear hear me out on this because I was watching the video, and I was like, man, this is really cool. But um, you gotta wonder what would happen if like you're stuck in a traffic jam at like you know 5 p.m you know, five in the afternoon, try to get home from work, and you're, like, extremely upset. I wonder, I wonder what the a manga sound effect, uh, what, what manga sound effect would transmit for Road Rage. That would be, that would be really interesting. Also, like, and then I also thought, well, if you're stuck in traffic, and you get mad, and your car is trying to show that you're mad, like, there's not gonna be a lot of room to, uh, transmit the sound effect if, uh, if you're stuck in traffic, unless it just transmits off of other cars. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like it's cool, but I feel like in certain situations, like, cause from the video I watched, um, it seems like you need a considerable amount of room for, like, for, like, the, for, like, the graphic to actually show up and to see it. So I just, I feel like, this would be really cool, but I feel like in certain situations, this wouldn't really work. Yeah, maybe if, like, the sound effects were, like, shown on the car itself. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Except, like, it seems like the car already has, like, a bunch of sound effects plastered all over it. Yeah, it's painted all over, like, with sound effects. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of neat, but, I, but, yeah, I think that would have been better if somehow there was a way for the for the car to be able to transmit the sound effects onto the car itself. Mm-hmm. But uh no, this is this is this is a neat thing that if I were, you know, a lot richer, I'd probably buy. Yeah, if I didn't already have a car and this they were actually releasing this in the US. I don't know if they are releasing this in the US. But... Pro- probably not. Let's yeah. be, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, so if this was somebody so if this was like actually like a genuine commercial vehicle and i had the scratch and a need to buy a new car <laughs> i do it but yeah yeah uh, otherwise i still think this is a really cool novelty item yeah exactly it's 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 a cool novelty thing and not really much else unfortunately but it's still cool i don't i i i don't, I don't want to like rain on everybody's parade because it is cool but i just i can't help but like think about the practicality of everything it's just it's just the way i think um 
But uh, anyway, on to the next thing. So um, we got some cool guests coming to um, to some conventions here during the summer. Um, first, we got uh, Anime Next, uh, which is being held in um, Atlantic City from uh, June 10th to, to the 12th. Um, it looks like they're going to be hosting a, uh, a special guest um, by the name of uh, Rei Hiroe. Who um, I don't know. You might know as the uh, as the author of a little little well known, um, I mean kind of obscure series called uh, Black Lagoon. So that's cool. I I I haven't really read a lot of the Black Lagoon manga. I've seen more of the anime. Um, Black Lagoon is definitely something I want to read. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad to see Anime Next has gotten a pretty cool manga guest. Um, yeah. Now we can ask him why it's taking him so long to draw new chapters. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. Black Lagoon does go on hiatuses, doesn't it? Yeah, it's been on another long hiatus after me coming back for like ten new chapters or whatever. Oh, that oh, that's great. I've completely forgot about that. I wonder if maybe he's uh, I wonder if maybe he's playing uh. Some kind of uh, some kind of a uh, uh, game or something. Yeah, he Tagashi, the bastard mangaka, and <laughs> the, the Nana mangaka are all like over and playing like bunch of video games with each other instead of making manga. They they all have their own like clubhouse, and they yeah. they all play like Street Fighter Five or something. Or well, Dragon Quest, I think. Whatever the new Dragon Quest is. Well, yeah, Dragon Quest, sure, because you know that's the joke. But I, I was going for more like, uh, more for more like a multiplayer thing. <laughs> Actually, that'd be funny if like one of them was just hogging Dragon Quest, and they're all just <laughs> sitting around bored. Like, man, we could be drawing manga right now, but but I, but I really want to play Dragon Quest. <laughs> I just I wish Togashi would just get get off the damn console already. I it's I, I thought it was, it's supposed to be my turn like ten minutes ago, and Togashi's just like, no, no, this is mine in my house but yeah. I, I mean to be fair togashi i i think uh i yeah i feel like togashi's generally been sick like his author comments and the latest issues of jump have been kind of depressing yeah he, he he's been trying his best to get healthy and all that and i i wish the dude luck so yeah it's probably not fair to keep making that tired old dragon quest joke but i mean i don't i, I still like the idea of just like all these like manga authors on hiatus just getting together playing video games and just trying to avoid manga <laughs> they're like this is not the life we wanted we just we just wanted to sit around and do nothing but isn't that the dream yeah sit around do sit around to get uh, basically yeah to get paid to sit around and do nothing yeah i would love to have that kind of job where's not that job? for nothing chicks for free i mean I mean, like, even people like Toriyama, you know, author of the most uh, famous worldwide manga phenomenon, Dragon Ball, only, you know, he wanted to get into manga because he thought he'd make a lot of money and meet women. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean. But it's true. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. He made a lot of money, and it was because through becoming a mangaka, he met his wife, who is also a mangaka. Oh, see, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, actually, uh, I should, like, link this to, uh, I recently came across, like, this really, like, great series of books, uh, that go over, like, the Dragon Ball series, like, uh, in just 
really break it down like temat like thematically. It's like called Dragon Ball Culture. Okay, interesting. And it's really interesting books. Like they even have uh, books on the over nine thousand phenomenon and like a uh, a book of like thoughts from fans all over the world about what fans mean to them. Hmm, okay. Uh, so yeah, it's a great series of books. Uh, forget the author's name on top of my head, but I'll I'll link the you to his website. Like they're really great books. I've been reading, I've been reading a bit of the Dragon Soul book, and I've been reading uh, the book. His first book uh, goes over like the history of the Toriyama himself, like how he got into manga. Like it pieces together like all the information that can be gleaned from like interviews and like what he said and it like traces back his history from before he became a manga author all the way through him working um on dragon ball and afterwards it's really interesting read and it also goes over all the all the cultural inspirations behind dragon ball like of course guardians to the west but also other things and it's Hmm. It's a really great read. I definitely highly recommend it if you're a Dragon Ball fan. See, that's 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 actually pretty cool. So I'm I'm more curious as to because I didn't know Toriyama's wife um, did manga. Like, do we do we have any idea um, about about her work or who she might be? Because now I'm actually really curious about this. Um, I don't I don't know if she did any like major series that people recognize on the top of. Uh, their heads, but she was a shoujo mangaka. Okay. And, hmm. you know, they met at, like, some event uh, for mangakas, and they, and, you know, they, they, they hit it off, and, you know, eventually they got married, and after they got married, uh, she retired from mangaka and just started uh, oh, okay. being a homemaker. Hmm. But she helped Toriyama a lot uh, on his manga, like, just like, as an assistant and stuff, like, especially with Dr. Slump. Like, if you read Dr. Slump, uh, there's actually a lot of times where, like, uh, Toriyama draws her, like, helping him with the manga. Okay, I so. see, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Hmm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, everybody go pick those books up. I, 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 I learned something new today. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, so, Rei Hiroe. It's gonna be at anime next so if you're in atlantic city from uh june 10th to, uh june 10 10th to the 12th i can't talk um you get and you like black lagoon you get to meet the creator go do that um but um we got we got one more convention guest appearance that we need to talk about uh i think we've we've mentioned him on the show before uh comic con international uh which is being held in uh, san diego from uh, july 21st to the 24th um, is going to be hosting uh, creator of Knights Sindonia, Knights of Sindonia, and uh, Blame uh, Nihei uh, Sutomu Nihei. So uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've never read either, but uh, I know Knights of Sindonia is a very popular series right now. What with what with its uh, anime on Netflix, and um, I think I think that's right. Blame. I, I I was about to say does Blame have a release? But I forgot we we talked about how Blame's going to get. Some kind of release here sometime soon. Um, I forget exactly when off the top of my head, but um, so yeah, he's going to be a guest at Comic Con International, and um, apparently uh, Kodansha Comics uh, put up a video, uh, w- uh, uh, w- w- which was basically basically a message from uh, Nihei, 
and he mentioned that uh, he would like to show a sneak peek of the uh, of the upcoming film adaptation of Blame, apparently. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty big, uh, which uh, apparently the film is going to be animated by uh, Polygon Pictures, who are uh, responsible for the anime adaptations for both Knights of Sindonia and uh, Igene also. So, yes. uh, so if you like both of those, uh, look forward to that, I guess. Um, so yeah, again, that's at Comic-Con International, San Diego, July 21st to through the 24th. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely something to look forward to if you're a fan of his work. I need to read more of his stuff outside of Knights of Sidonia, but yeah, it's pretty cool that, you know, uh, he's gonna come over to Comic Con International and, you know, there'll be a sneak peek of, uh, the new Blaine film. I know that Blaine is, uh, one of, I think it's the most, like, uh, beloved work of his from his fans, so. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to both the release of the manga over here later in the fall, I believe, and then seeing the <clears> film. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably go see the film since I haven't read any of Blame, but maybe I should because it. I mean, I'm not usually a big like science fiction guy, but um, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to give it a chance. It sounds like it'd be, it could be pretty cool from, from like the little I remember of the synopsis, um, but um. Anyway, I don't have a good I don't have a good segue for this. Um, uh, spe- speaking of hiatuses earlier, um, someone might be joining the, uh, that club soon. Yes, at least a temporary one. It's um, not a whole lot of mangaka, uh, at least from what I've heard, have been affected too much by the recent uh, Kumamoto earthquakes. But mm-hmm. uh, the Yona of the Dawn mangaka, as a res- as a consequence of them. Uh, Mizuhu Kusanagi, she is going to be taking a break from the manga for a while. Uh, it'll, it's not going to run in the, uh, next issue of Hana to Yume. Uh, not, hasn't really, uh, been explained when the manga's return to serialization would be. It's going to be depending on, uh, Kusanagi's circumstances, but, uh, you know, hopefully, but the mangaka has said she plans to return to work quickly, and hopefully she is able to. Uh, you know, the non is a very popular mangaka, one of the most popular shoujo mangaka out right now. So I know there's, it has a lot of fans. I definitely, uh, plan to get into it soon. Particularly when Wiz, uh, releases the first volume later in August. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope, I hope that, uh, Minsuhu Kusanagi can, um, you know, recover from the earthquake and get back to working as soon as she's able to. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she, um, it doesn't seem like she's really, like, given a really, like, I guess, detailed explanation of why she isn't, uh... Well, she wasn't able to complete the manuscript for the next chapter because of all the chaos after the earthquake. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that, that's a shame. I know. I know the Kumamoto earthquakes were very uh, devastating, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are with those uh, recovering from that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 some very sad news. But uh, you know, it's hopefully this won't be like you know. I'm sure this probably won't be like a ten or thirty year hiatus or something. You know, she just she just needs a break. You know, she she yeah. she probably needs time to you know just kind of sit back, take a break from manga. You know. 
just take just you know just take a break you know every everybody everybody needs a break at some point and i feel like unfortunately you know with the way manga works and how like how how many like how how much you know we we were we were kind of joking about it earlier i think you know manga authors really don't get a lot of uh free time because they're always constantly working so you know this this is a little unfortunate that uh, she's taking a break due to the effects of the earthquake but i mean you know it's still a break and i'm glad to see that more manga authors are taking breaks from their work you know to you know you know to actually you know live their life you know, to be a human being, you know, to maybe go out and eat every once in a while, go out, uh, you know, go out, take a walk, you know, just something, you know. Yeah, I'm glad they're having, they're getting more flexible schedules and more vacation time. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's really something I, I would like to see more from the manga industry over there in Japan. It's just, you know, just m- more sensible hours, I guess, or I guess what you were, what you were saying, more flexible hours, you know, just because, you know, sitting around and, you know, drawing or writing manga all the time just, you know, it really isn't good for the author's health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gotten to a point where, you know, every three weeks, Eichiro Oda, author of One Piece, has to take a break, you know, because of his, uh, I think it was because of his, uh, he had surgery on his tonsils or something. He had to get those removed. Um, I, f- I forget exactly what the, I, I know there was a particular reason why he had to start taking breaks, but, you know, it was, it was, it was essentially because of his health and, you know, and all that stuff. Again, I'm doing such a great job of explaining all this, but, uh, you know, just manga authors need a break, and I'm glad to see more authors are taking breaks, but, um, so hopefully that comes back soon. Um, but, uh, anyway, on to our next story. Uh, story I'm, I'm very excited about. Uh, so, um, unf- uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little late, you know, by, by the time, you know, even by the time we're recording this now, and by the time this gets out, you know, this will have already started playing in theaters, but, um, a certain, certain individual, um, Fujio Akatsuka has, uh, is getting his own, uh, film documentary, uh, premiering in theaters, uh, as of right now in Japan, and, um, just in case you don't know who Akatsuka is, he, um, he is essentially the, uh, the author of the original Osamatsu-kun uh, manga from uh, 1962. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody, uh, or most people listening to this probably have an idea of what Osamatsu is, thanks to the, uh, thanks to the new anime that, uh, premiered last October and just ended, I think, about a month or two ago at this point. Um, it was essentially, I think it was the third anime adaptation that, that, uh, property has gotten. And it was, I a, believe so. And it was essentially, you know, that the anime was created to commemorate the 80th birthday of the now uh, late uh, Fujio Akats- uh, Akatsuka. He passed away in uh, 2008 at the age of uh, 72. So he he lived a very long life. And uh, he's responsible for, you know, not just Osamatsu, but uh, he's also responsible for other very popular works in Japan, uh, such as uh, Tensai Bakaban and uh, Himitsu no Akochan, which... Um, from what I hear is apparently like the first magical girl manga to an extent. Um, but, uh, so, so he's, he's been, he's, he has gotten his own, uh, film documentary to, again, further commemorate his 80th birthday called, uh, Manga o Hamidashita Otoko, or, uh, The Man Who Went Beyond Manga. Um, and, uh, apparently the, uh, the documentary will, uh, it, it will include footage, old and new, from 
a variety of friends and fans and even fellow creators of other manga, such as uh, uh, Shotaro Ishinomori, uh, essentially the guy behind Kamen Rider, um, and also uh, Hiroshi Fujimoto and uh, Moto Aki, uh, Abiko, who are the uh, duo behind Doraemon, and uh, even the du- even the director of the uh, recent Osamatsu-san anime, uh, Yoichi Fujita, and uh, along with a lot of other um, creators and uh, contributors to anime and, and whatnot. Uh, so, I I hope I hope at some point some somehow we're able to see this because I would I would love to see this. Definitely, I I hope this gets subbed, if not just properly licensed, because I definitely am. I'm always interested in learning about like manga, manga, mangaka, and especially among a veteran like Akatsuka and someone who had such a profound impact on the industry. I definitely love to hear his story. Yeah, because I I think it's thanks to uh to the new Osamatsu-san anime, which which you can watch on Crunchyroll. Um, I, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's really kind of opened the door over here in the West for, uh, it's, it's, it's created a Western fandom, which I think is great. Like, like every time I get on Twitter, I, I, I still can't get away from Osamatsu. <laughs> it is, it is a, it is a powerful, powerful property, especially over in Japan. It's out, it is sold out magazines, which is not a thing that happens. I don't think it's like, it's. It's a it like Osamatsu is a license to print money, and I would be, I'd be very surprised to see that uh, if it, if it didn't get like a second season. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it, it's also kind of interesting because from what I've been reading up on um, Akatsuka, um, when when he was first uh, getting into manga, he used to live in like a small apartment in Tokyo with. You know Shotaro Ishinomori and uh, and the uh, Doraemon duo. So oh yeah, they talk about that. Yoshihiro Tatsumi talks about that in his manga, in his autobiographical manga, Drifting Life. Forget what he called it, but yeah, it's yeah, that it's really a lot of like really influential and like the imported mangaka like all like worked in like the same like workspace like it when they were like up and comers is really interesting yeah i would i would love to hear more about that i i wonder if there's any footage of that in the uh, documentary that would be really cool to see <clears throat> yeah but uh yeah hopefully this gets licensed somehow or just even subbed as i i really want to see this mm-hmm. um uh something else i also really want to see uh we we got we got a new manga coming up in uh or i guess at the time of this recording, it's already premiered in uh, Kodansha's Weekly Shonen Magazine. Um, a a new manga from uh, uh, Makoto Raiku, who uh, is the author of um, a little little thing I like to call you know Zatch Bell. Uh, v- very underrated series, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And also Animal Animal Land, which is even more underrated, but probably his best work. Oh man, I still I need to read more Animal Land. I remember um I actually remember reading that before it got licensed. Um and I remember really liking it. It's super it's super awesome. Um Yeah. But uh it looks like uh Raiku it has uh, premiered a new series called uh Vector Ball. Um and uh 
the, the magazine describes the new series as a school fantasy manga about bonds. Not a very uh, detailed description. Yeah. Uh, I mean, could go. You could probably go either make have multiple interpretations of what that actually means. I'm pretty. I'm. I. I'm guessing it's like a battle manga, though. Probably. <clears throat> I mean, from yeah, from fr- from that little. I guess. Uh, um. What do you call it? I guess from that little blurb, it's. It doesn't sound like you know anything super amazing you know i mean like how, how many how many school fantasy manga are out there you know school manga fantasy manga or both you know like there's a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff out the there series but... about bonds so there's also a lot of and that's uh, that also sounds like that. that also sounds very shonen <laughs> but yeah. um but i mean i don't know like it's it's raiku i mean i don't know i feel like i mean like zatch bell isn't exactly like you know it's it's still it's still a uh, it's not like a, I don't know. I like I love Zatch Bell, but I still feel like it's it's still at its core, it's still very basic shonen, but it's still very good too. Mm-hmm. But and but Animal Land really is it's just something in of itself. It's it's just an incredible incredible series. I really need to finish it. I still have like the last two volumes or whatever. But I need to buy it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm sure this I'm sure this new series will be good. Like I'm, I'm sure you know. Uh, Raiku isn't exactly known for doing bad work, you know. Like he, he's a, he's a very established uh, manga author at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I, I hope I can read this at some point. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, since it's a weekly shonen magazine title, if it picks up, I'm sure Crunchyroll will start simul publishing it. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure eventually Kodansha will probably pick it up and start re- releasing the volumes for that over here. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if Kodansha like re-release like Zatch Bell, but oh, Animal man. Land hasn't been selling the best, so I guess not. But well, I I could be wrong about this, but I I thought I had heard somewhere that because uh, because Raikou um, there was also this uh, big thing where um, he stopped working with uh, Shogaku Khan. Uh, because, uh, apparently he had sued them for, uh, because I guess they, they had lost a few of his color pieces that he drew, and, uh, he wasn't exactly very happy about that, so he, so he was basically, uh, caught in a, in a lawsuit with them over that, and, um, I thought I had heard somewhere that, because I know not all of the Zatch Bell manga has been released over here. Only 25 33 volumes. I I had I thought I had heard that that was the reason they that Viz stopped releasing Zatch Bell, but I could be wrong about that. I've heard that too, but at this point, I would think Viz has also lost the license to that, so it would be up for grabs for another publisher to, you know, release it. I yeah I don't know I I hope maybe Kodansha picks it up or something at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I still hold that hope. I would support a Kickstarter for that, even though. Uh, I don't know, that it'd be probably kind of maybe too high a goal if you needed for that. Mm-hmm, to be yeah. real, it wouldn't probably be realistic. But, yeah, just, yeah. I I want to buy Zatch Bell, but it sucks because I know I won't be able to own all of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd have to read the rest of it um, elsewhere, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, 
which is or a shame. You learn, or you could learn Japanese and mother Japanese volumes. That's that's also an option. I could do that. Um, I, I mean, I, hey, I could I could learn more Japanese that way. I'd, I'd, I'd be learning something. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a, it's a goal of mine one day. There's a lot of series that have not been released over here and probably will never be, like, series from, like, the creator of Fushimi no Joe, Saki Takamori. But mm-hmm. I definitely want to, like, read. So, yeah, one day I hope to re- learn Japanese and read those. But learning Japanese is, uh, from what I've heard, not that easy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, we also got a, a few other new manga starting. Yes. Uh, not a series that people might have heard of from uh, Midori Days. The mangaka behind that, Kazuro Inoue, is launching a new series in Shonen Sunday S in the July issue, which will ship next month on May 25th because, uh, manga, manga are kind of weird, like, manga publications are weird like that. Well, um, no, that's like just print publications in general. Well, that's, it's, yeah. it's also because, um, Shonen Sunday S is apparently a, um, is a monthly magazine. Mm-hmm. So that probably has something to do with that too. Yeah, but it's just, it's kind of weird, like, when, um, like something debuts like two months before like what it says it is. Like this is supposed to be July issue. It's debuting in May. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I never really understood that either. But um, yeah, yeah. Tell us about this new series. Yes, the description behind the series is very interesting. It's called Shite Bokuro Shoujo Shiomishan. Loosely translated as designated violent girls Yomi Chan and uh Rolls right about, off the tongue. Yes. Uh it's an interesting title. And it's about the boss of a scary organization and Ooh. the A and N blurb like literally spells it with like four A's. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh orga- a scary organization undergoes plastic surgery and becomes a beautiful young girl. A heroic, heartfelt school comedy is whipped up by the toughest new heroine in Japan who has gorgeous looks and a wicked heart. This is what it means to be cute. So, um, this is a pretty interesting, uh, series description, I feel. So, um, so, the, the, the blurb from Shonen Sunday S is a little, um, is a little vague when it comes to this, but, um, <laughs> So, so am I, so are we to believe that, like, so is this, is this a male boss of an organization? I'm assuming. Okay, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I like the sounds of this, because this, this sounds way too similar to uh, something I have read in the past called, uh, Pretty Face. Have you, have you, have you ever read this title, Sid? I've heard of it. I know it's from the creator of M-Zero, which I've read. Um, do you know anything about the uh, synopsis of Pretty Face? Yeah, I I heard about it before. Like I've read like uh, a Jason Thompson review of it and Yuki Wonka recap review of it. Um, basically, guy, uh, guy like I don't know some like doctor guy makes him look like his yeah, he, crush or whatever. Yeah, he guy basically gets in a bus accident. He gets run mm-hmm. over, and so. This one doctor's like, "Hey, I'm gonna make you look like the girl you like," mm-hmm. and then basically he has to he has to live, he he has to live with the body of a female. 
Like, they, they completely transform him from male to female, and basically hijinks ensue. Um, th- this sounds, so- I mean, this sounds sort of similar, but I mean, I'm hoping maybe, like, this will be better, because in my opinion, Pretty Face was not funny. <laughs> I didn't, I did not enjoy it. I, it's only like four volumes, though, so I'm assuming it probably didn't, it probably didn't run for more than a year in Jump, because that was a Jump title, too. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting that Viz even licensed it. I don't know why, like... No, I guess I was back in the days, that, during the big manga boom, where pretty much everything was getting licensed, so... Yeah. Yeah, I... Just, again, uh, full disclosure, I do not recommend Pretty Face. It's just, it's not funny. Um, I don't no, I, I do recommend reading M-Zero from the same mangaka, though, because that that's pretty interesting series not a not a great i do have problems with it but it's it's still a pretty interesting series that was maybe cut short a little before its time but, but yeah my, my my point in bringing that up was that the the synopsis for this sounds a lot similar to that in my opinion or at least like i get the feeling that like it's gonna be like i don't i don't want to i don't want to judge a manga before i even like see anything for it but like for some, I can't help but you know get the feeling that this series would make me cringe as much as Pretty Face did. Like I just, I, I'm kind of, I'm just wary of the execution of it, I guess. But I mean, again, I, I don't want to judge a book by its cover. I'm just kind of, I'm just, I'm just kind of afraid is all. But I'm gonna wait until I read it to really make a full judgment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I don't. I there's, I guess the premise is somewhat similar, but. I guess the difference is where Pretty Face was a romantic comedy. This just seems like it's going to be flat out wacky comedy. I'm just, so, I'm, I'm just afraid that it, that like this series is going to go to like weird places. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, but I, I heard good things about Midori Days, and I don't, so I don't think it'll go to like. Risque. I mean, Midori Days has a weird premise, but it doesn't have. It's not like uncomfortable or skeevy in any way yeah that that see that's what i'm afraid of is what you said um yeah but midori days that isn't like that so i mean hopefully this won't be like that either but i mean and then again again i i would reserve judgment i'm just uh i'm just kind of uh just feeling a a little cautious is all um but um what's the last new manga coming out that this this one's kind of important yeah this one is actually insanely popular and it's definitely a surprise uh uh a, a little known series you might have heard of it uh very very like one of clamp's lesser known titles uh of something called card capture sakura never heard of it hmm yeah it's not like the series had like a huge big re- premium release a couple of years ago, it's not like it's on Crunchyroll or anything. It's it's not like it ever aired on Toonami or anything. In a terribly mangled English dub <laughs> that everyone hated. Oh boy. But yeah, Cartcat to Sakura. It's uh, it's actually getting a sequel manga, a sequel manga coming in June, and it will take place uh, after Sakura graduated from elementary school and is in high school. And then I guess a whole new arc is going to happen. So it's pretty interesting. I actually got uh, the first two volumes of uh, Cartoon Sakura, the omnibus volumes from Dark Dark Horse, I think. Yeah, 
I got those actually last Friday, and I plan to read those soon, the entire series soon. So it's pretty interesting that a new series is coming out. And oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's something to look forward to if you're a fan of the series. Yeah, I've I've never I've never watched any Card Captor Soccer or read any of it. I definitely didn't watch any of it on TV because you know, oh God, I don't I don't know how old I would have been when that aired on TV. I'm sure I, I sh- I'm sure I was like somewhere between ten to fifteen, ten ten to thirteen, maybe somewhere around there. I'm not. Well, it aired in two thousand two. Oh, two thousand two. Then I, so. oh, then I would have been like nine years old. So, knowing nine-year-old Colton, uh, he would have stayed away from something like this because, you know, it looked too girly. Why would I want to watch girly things, even though I even though I watched uh, Sailor Moon when I was younger? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't even remember it when I was a kid. Like, I don't think I ever saw it on ever. Because I didn't mind watching girl shows. Like, I mean, when I say that, I mean, I like watching... Totally spies and Powerpuff Girls. See, I did too. That's the weird thing. I like those shows. But then again, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, actually, actually, there was a time where, when, like, I stayed away from Cartoon Network for some reason, and I, like, exclusively watched stuff like Nickelodeon. So, I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine just exclusively watching Nickelodeon these days. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Nickelodeon sucks now, and I'm pretty they sure... They have, like, yeah. two good shows. Harvey Beats and that Loud House show that's gonna come out tomorrow as of this recording. <laughs> so, that's that's all they have. Yeah. And Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I guess. But I don't watch those. Yeah, Nickelodeon's really going downhill. But, uh... Well, let's not talk about that. I don't want to depress myself. Um, so yeah, new car capture Sakura manga. There, there it is. I know a lot of people like that series, so you get, you're getting mm-hmm. more of it. Um, but th- th- this last news story here is kind of a doozy, though. Yeah, now don't usually hear of uh, tax fraud, mangaka committing tax fraud a lot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You you want to talk more about this, Sid? Yeah. Um. So you might have. Known a little series called Log Horizon. Uh, other, otherwise known as Better Sword Art Online, I guess people are calling it. I don't know. Yeah, Sword Art Online, but better. Yeah, <laughs> I know plenty of people who hate Sword Art Online who like Log Horizon. But, see, I've, yeah. I've see, I've never, I've never seen the anime or read any of the. Um, is isn't isn't Log Horizon our light novel series? It is a light novel series. Okay, I was just making sure I got that right. See, I've I've never seen anything for Log Horizon, so I, I can't like actually, you know, I I can't confirm that at all. But that's just what I that's just what I hear people say constantly. I don't actually know that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I haven't seen much of Log Horizon, but I've been told it's pretty good. So maybe one day, but. The author of the original light novels, Mamari Tono, uh, has been found guilty of tax evasion. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, apparently, he neglected to file about 122 million yen, which is basically the equivalent of $1 million in royalties for the past three years since, like, March 2014. Oh, wow. And so he owes the government, like... 30 million yen, which is like $270,000. Oh boy. 
Yeah. So uh, he's been sentenced to ten months in prison, but uh, the sentence has been suspended for three years, so he might not serve time if he remains on good behavior. And then uh, he also his like company uh, M Two Lay Jam. It's a weird company name, but his company has been fined with us a seven million yen, which is about sixty-three thousand dollars. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sure they don't like that. Yeah, I mean, though at the same time, it's not significantly more. It's not like more than like what he owes them, but he still has to pay back what he owes them too. So, oh boy, I I can't imagine his company's gonna want to do any more work with him after this honestly then again i'm not i i don't know how that stuff would really go down honestly mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's some wacky stuff i don't i don't really have much else to say about that other than that's just yeah no i mean he's just weird it's, it's kind of interesting we don't usually hear of uh you know, light novel authors, oh my god, committing, like, tax fraud, especially for this long amount of time, and, like, potentially going to prison because of it, so. I mean... It's, it's definitely an interesting uh, news bit. I mean, next thing you know, H.R. Orta is gonna be admitting that he's running some kind of a drug smuggling operation or something, I don't know. Wow, that would shake the whole of Japan, like, Considering how intrinsic to the popular culture and what piece is over there, yeah, that would actually that would actually cause quite a storm. Yeah, <laughs> boy, I, I couldn't even imagine that. So that's all. That's all funny and wacky. But um, uh, I think that's about it for the news. Um, and I, I know we have an email, but uh, before we get to that, real quick, um, Sid, you'll never believe this. What? What happened? You'll never believe it. I think hell froze over because um, I actually read manga this week. <laughs> yeah, I. But that's impossible. It might be. It might. It's. It's slowly getting there. But uh, yeah, I read a thing. I know. Shocking, right? Um, <laughs> I read a thing. Don't get your what hopes a twist. up. I know, right? Um, I finally read a little something called Cromartie High School. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, I just, it was, it was something I just had the first volume of because I, I probably picked it up at a convention and I was just like, oh, get to it, whatever. And then a friend of mine on Twitter was finally like, hey, you should, you should read it. It's really funny. And I'm like, I got like three hours before work. I might as well read it. I hope it's funny. And, um, for like the first, uh, because... Uh, Cromartie High School is a is a gag manga, so each chapter is uh considerably pretty short, like definitely no more than like ten pages each. I I didn't actually count, but it's each chapter is pretty short. Um, not exactly like a full nineteen page chapter like you would read in like again One Piece or or even like Dragon Ball or something. But um, but yeah, no Cromartie High School. I was reading it. And, um, I got through about, like, the first, I want to say, five chapters, and I was kind of worried at first, because, like, the first few chapters, like, didn't make me, like, laugh out loud at all. I was just kind of like, eh, this is kind of funny, but I, I was afraid it was going to be, like, with, um, 
like with uh, Haven't You Heard, I'm Sakamoto. Because with that, I um, I had heard so much hype around Sakamoto that I had, when I had finally bought the first volume of that and I was reading it, I was kind of sort of disappointed in it because, like, you know, for those of you who don't know, Sakamoto is basically about just a high school student named Sakamoto. And his whole thing is, like, you know, he everything he does is cool and there's always, like... For, I guess for like most of the first volume, as far as that's concerned, you know, there are basically a ton of students at his school who are like, man, Sakamoto's so cool, I'm so jealous of him, I'm gonna make him look stupid, but like, everything they do makes him look cooler. Which, you know, that's kind of the joke, and you know, it's, it's not bad, but like, I was kind of turned off by like how one note it was for most of the first volume. Um, so the hype around Sakamoto kind of disappointed me a little bit. It's not a bad manga by any means, but I was just kind of expecting it to be funnier. Um, I was kind of, I was afraid the same thing was going to happen with Cromartie, because I, Cromartie, I know, I know a lot of people really like it, a lot of people think it's funny, and, um, with, I mean, it's, it's definitely a very, uh, very weird manga, like, for those of you who don't know, Cromartie High School is essentially about you know, this kid who, um, who basically takes, uh, exams for a high school called Cromartie High School, and, um, it turns out that, oh, it's a high school full of delinquents, and the main character is pretty much, like, the most normal guy ever, basically just, just a normal guy trying to survive in a delinquent high school, um. At least at first, he seems to be the most normal guy. (laughs) Um. But yeah, that that's essentially kind of the premise of Cromartie High School, and it's it's very gag heavy. There's not there's not much more to it than that, at least as far as I've read. Um, I mean, there's some like storylines that eventually pop up, but it's still like a co- gag comedy. Okay, I'm assuming it's nothing like Gintama, where it's like, hey, this is funny. Oh wait, people are dying. Oh no, no, I'm I, sad. no, just like there's <laughs> continuity. There's continuity in storylines. The last past one chapter, like yeah, at yeah. some point, like. There were recurring things like recurring bits like uh Takenuchi, the toughest badass of all the first years, he has like this motion sickness like <laughs> fear. So he can't like get on ride cars or buses or whatever. But he has to hide that from everyone because otherwise they won't think he's a badass anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's so, um There's yeah. a lot of jokes about that. And then eventually like he gets stranded in the US. And like a terrorist takes his place at school, and he <laughs> and he puts on a mask, and he's called Mask Takanuchi, and that and so for like two volumes, Mask Takanuchi is just around and gets involved in shenanigans while t- real Takanuchi is in America, and he becomes like the boss of a gang in New York, That's and then nice. eventually, just suddenly he ends up back, and but Mask Takanuchi is also still there, so they just have to get along and so it's, it's, it's all really weird but pretty awesome but pretty funny at the same time that sounds pretty good um yeah that was that was a i think that was around chapter seven chapter eight or so of the first volume and um yeah that was around the point where yeah Cromarty started to really make me laugh because like um i don't want to give away the punchline but i'll, I'll give away the punchline of, of this particular story um yeah, like 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 Sid was saying. Yeah, T- T- Takenochi's big thing is yeah he has motion sickness and you know he's he's the biggest badass of the school or at least of the first years or something. And uh, 
yeah, he doesn't want anybody to know that he gets motion sick. Otherwise, yeah, he won't. Basically, it'll ruin his reputation. So yeah, we we get this funny little story where like um, where uh, the main character and his friends are like, oh my god, uh, one of our friends got kidnapped by by another school, and Takenouchi's like, okay, let's go. Oh wait, we got we gotta ride the, we we gotta take the cab. And it's like, oh no, great. And basically, the joke evolves from like, because the whole thing is like they could like literally walk twenty minutes to that to, to the to this particular school. But, like, they end up riding in the cab for, like, an hour, <laughs> and they start getting lost. And then one of them starts uh, giving the driver directions, and they think they get to um, get to the school, but they end up just, they just end up at Cromartie High School again. <laughs> um, which I thought was a really great punchline. Um, oh, poor Maeda, he never gets rescued. <laughs> That's Maeda is actually probably the straight man of the entire series. Like, he's the most sensible person. But he's also the one who gets like the most shit put on him. Like he's basically like the the punching bag of the series. He's like the butters. Cause <sighs> he gets he because he he's the he's also the smartest one in the room. But he's also like the one no one really cares about at all. So he's he's he, he's like he's like Shinpachi. Yeah, he get he keep there's a him getting kidnapped and not being rescued is a really recurring gag and it's pretty it's it always is pretty funny yeah i i really like how early on in the manga how they're talking about how you know how everybody has like a nickname because because of like some cool thing they did or whatever some battle they've been through fight or whatever and uh by it is like oh i i took on five all at one five guys all at once do you have a nickname oh i mean well no well then who cares <laughs> yeah, the, I love how they constantly give him shit because he doesn't have a nickname. <laughs> I think the only guy who gets less respect is Hokuto's lackey, who no one even bothers to know his actual name. Oh uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's also a a great chapter in in the first volume where like they kind of talk to each other and they try to give each other nicknames, and then they realize that they n- neither of them have any substance to them, and it's really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, like I, I was really like, like I was saying earlier, I was really afraid that like people were kind of overhyping for Marty, and I was gonna be like, oh man, this isn't gonna be funny, and I'm gonna have to like admit it to everybody on Twitter, and but no, I, 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 per, I, I read through all the first volume, and um, I'm, I'm pleased to say that it got funnier as I kept reading. Um, it's, it's, I can see why people like it. It's, it's very enjoyable. It's very weird. Um. Especially with all the weird transfer students, uh, <laughs> you know, from 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 Freddy to the gorilla, to Freddy, Mac- who is like almost literally Freddy Mercury. Yeah, and then to like Mekazawa. <laughs> Eventually, um, there are three gorillas. You're you're kidding, right? No, I'm not. You know, you, you know, you just cemented that I'm gonna have to like keep reading this now, right? Yeah, yeah, you you, just... you should because it's 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 a funny series. Okay, yeah, now I'm gonna have to keep reading this. Thanks, Sid. Um, yeah, but no, this was funny. I I don't think I don't think it's in print anymore. At least not as far as I know, because I yeah, it's yeah. not. Um, and it was never completely released over here either. Like only like ten volumes were released or something. Mm-hmm. It's like eighteen volume series. I see. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. But I'm sure you can find the rescue items. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure you can find um I know you can find uh um if, if like I don't think this whole series is completely out of print. At least not as far as I know. I'm not sure. I'm sure you could find I think other... it is. I think it is out of print. I don't think you can like find it for I don't think like there's still printing copies because ADB well, Manga is yeah. ADB Manga is defunct. It doesn't exist anymore. Well so. yeah. Well, I guess I guess what I what I meant to say was you can you can still find volumes of the manga through like secondhand markets and stuff. I'm sure. Oh yeah. For, like, I mean, yeah. I just bought the first five volumes a couple months ago at like a secondhand bookstore. So okay, you can definitely find them if you search hard enough. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure like I mean I I don't know I could be wrong, but I'm I'm gonna say I'm like ninety percent sure that like nobody's selling like I don't know volume. Uh, seven of Cromartie High School for like you know forty bucks or anything. Like I'm sure you can find them for pretty cheap, or at least cheaper than like maybe fifteen bucks. Definitely, mm-hmm. if I had to like take a guess. Nothing too exuberant. Yeah. Sure. You know, actually, just a quick aside. I was kind of I was looking up um I was looking up how much uh volumes of GTO go for on the secondhand market, which uh which by the way I. I, I did uh I did buy a few more volumes of that, so I'm trying to expand my collection of GTO so I can start reading that. Um, and uh, I think volume sixteen, I think it was, was going for like fifteen, sixteen bucks on the secondhand market, which uh, I I'm not sure if I don't know. Like I I wouldn't ideally I wouldn't want to buy a single volume of manga, you know, like. 180 to 200 page volume of manga for that much but i mean that's still pretty good considering you know how exorbitant uh prices for certain things can be so yeah i mean yeah. it's nothing compared to the 40 bucks you need to pay for gto the early years volume like seven. Oh jesus uh that's that sounds yeah. great uh, yeah seven eight and nine are the hardest to get by far because the lowest price for those at best, it's going to be like $30, but it's generally, at the very least, like $50. So, yeah, it's hard to find affordable copies for those. And it's frustrating, because those are the only three volumes of GTO The Early Years left that I need. So, oh, Man, that, that sounds like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, um, I, yeah, I read a thing, and I, I just thought I'd let everybody know that. Um, Good for you! I don't know what accent that was, but sure, thank oh, you. Okay, uh, it's an in-joke between me and my brother. Like, it's from the <sighs> South Park episode, uh, what was the episode called? It was, it's from season 10. It, the it, episode in- where they, the episode where everyone gets all smug. Smug alert! That's the name of the episode. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember that episode. Really, Sid, yeah. in-jokes? We're, we're a better podcast than that. <laughs> Are we? I, I'd like to think so. Okay. Hey, you know what? I think so. And the, you know what? That's all that matters. Um, cause, you know, Sid S- 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 doesn't matter totally. Cause, you know. Aw, you wound me, sir. <laughs> um, Sid, have you read anything at all? I mean, I've been really busy lately, so I haven't been able to read much besides Jump, but actually I did okay. start... Okay! No, I'm just kidding. Hey, hold on. Hold on a minute. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I did actually, though, uh, start rereading Saint Seiya recently. Mm, okay. And, you know, just because I felt like it. And I'm, right now, I'm in the middle of the final arc, the Hades arc. And, oh, man. I love the Hades arc so much. It is, it is one of my favorite story arcs in manga ever. It's just, 
It is like the epitome of like the shonen formula. It is the shonen formula to absolute perfection. And I mean that in terms of just like the structure of like how shonen arcs tend to be like, you know, uh, like there's this villain, the series of fights, whatever. Like Saint Seiya in general is just the best, is like a manga that probably embodies that formula and just mm. the execution of that just to the uh, most uh, finest degree. But the uh, like the Hades arc is just the pinnacle of that formula, and it's just it's just such a great arc. And I, I, I like the first three volumes of that arc. Just the arc, just the just Hades specters led by the revived gold saints that are now working for Hades going up against the other gold saints like that is that's probably my favorite part of the entire like entire like arc because it's just so much character behind that and like behind the motivations and like the and the fight between like uh Saga and Camus and uh uh, Saga and Camus and whatever I forget the last guy's name against against uh Wurgo Shaka that the entire fight and the conclusion of that uh that's that's my favorite part of Saint Sia like volume 21 is my favorite volume it's like okay uh, I love that I love that I love the Hades arc it's one of my favorite arcs in anime manga is hmm. and I, I like I like Saint Sia a lot too mm. yeah yeah I, I need to read Saint Sia at some point that's something I'd like to start collecting <clears throat> but um Anyway, we should really get to uh, the email uh, that we got real quick before we end the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, we got another email from our good friend Allison. And this email is titled Ranty. <laughs> so as you might guess, uh, she goes on a bit of a rant here. Let me read it out loud. Hello, Manga Mavericks. It's Meowth900 here again. Your last episode was funny when you went on tangents. <laughs> See, people like tangents, Colton. Well, uh, there you go, Allison. I hope you like this episode, then. <laughs> yes, the first ten minutes we spent talking about fast food. Yeah. And, uh, she goes. She continues. Uh, I hope you have a lot of news again this week. Yeah. I am going to go. Yeah, we did. Uh, I'm going to go on a rant now, so I apologize in advance if you get annoyed by this. Oh boy. I know you guys said you like Viz Media, and I also like them somewhat, but not all the way. They have good releases for Roroni Tension and those nice box sets for some of their popular series, but many of the bad news I got about some series made me not like them as much. This is mostly because Viz cancels a lot of manga I want to check out after finishing the anime, like Gintama. It also sucks how Viz does not have an easier way to catch up on case clothes, like, you know, those three of one volumes in one piece? Why doesn't case clothes happen, Valen Viz? Also, this was a few years ago when I started getting into anime outside of whatever the hell Adult Swim was staring. I got real sad after I watched Silver Spoon, because I really wanted to read the manga right after it. Uh, it was on Walking Season 2 because I doubted it was popular enough in Japan to get a Season 3. Unfortunately, I saw it was in the same magazine as Case Closed, which means Viz is the only one that can license it, and they did not license it for a North American release. Which sucks. I mean, I don't know. It's Rodden and Rom, the same person who created Full Metal Alchemist, which is one of the best series out there. So yeah, I would like ways more if they didn't drop a whole lot of series into Tim Chanterson series. And I swear, if they drop Kuroko's Basketball and Haikyuu, that's going to make me mad. <laughs> um, well, I, it's true that Viz 
has dropped a lot of series, but that's the same can be said for a lot of manga publishers, honestly. It's not like something unique to them. I mean, it's definitely I'm not a fan of the fact that they didn't they discontinued like series like Intama and Bobobo and stuff, but I mean it is what it is, I guess. I mean, yeah. they can only continue what sells, and if it's not selling, then yeah. It, honestly, yeah, I, I don't really like any of that either. That's unfortunate. Um, but uh, I feel like um, I feel like that doesn't happen as much nowadays, though. So I think that's good. Yeah. As far as case close goes, I mean, I think case close sells just enough for this to be able to continue it. But yeah, I somehow. Yeah, I don't think it sells quite enough for omnibus reissues to be viable, though. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool, but, yeah, like Sid said, I, even I don't really understand how Case Close is still going. I, I like, like Sid said, I, I guess it just makes Viz enough money for them to keep wanting to do it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of happy that they're still publishing it in general. I yeah. mean, it would be nice for, it would be nice to, you know, have an omnibus release to get new fans into it. Cer- certainly get it for cheaper too, but I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe the maybe that'll happen one day, I don't know. I would I would say I'd say never say never, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like even if that were to happen, that's probably not going to happen for many years down the line. Yeah. I mean, unless Kate Close only resurges in popularity over here, I don't see Anything like a huge speed up to get closer to where like a month is right now, where omnibus is ever really happening. I really think I, I don't know if Crunchyroll is you know uh, I don't know if they have any plans for this at all, but I would really like for Crunchyroll to try to get a hold of the backlog for Case Close somehow. I asked them a question about it at one of their panels at uh, Comic Con last year, and. They said that they were they were interested in getting the backlog, but they didn't have like anything in the works yet. So I mean, hopefully it, it happens eventually, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it happening on it happening anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, like even if they were gonna do that, like that would take a long ass time to try to translate all of that because case close is very dialogue heavy. Like, because I I think I think at one point the uh, the anime simulcast that we have for it, which thank God we have that, but um, I think at one point the anime was premiering later on Crunchyroll because of how much time it took to uh, to translate uh, the script for the anime. That's what I that's what I thought I heard, but again, that's that's just hearsay. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, yeah. but anyway, what, was there more to the and email? Yeah, but I'll just address the silver spoon part. As well. Oh, yeah, that's actually, right. Actually, Silver right. Spoon is actually the most popular manga currently running in um, Weekly Shonen Sunday. Actually, it was one of the highest selling manga of like 2013 and 2014. So it's actually really successful in Japan. And I think that it will get a third season like once it's like over. Because I, because I, because I also think it's, it's, isn't it on hiatus at the moment? Yeah, it's been going on hiatus a lot because, I mean, Arakawa has been having. Like some things she's had to do deal with with her family and stuff, and, and I think she's. I think that's also because she's also working on the um, adaptation for um um Arslan. Yeah, as well. she's also working on like the Arslan manga, which is yeah. You know. 
Uh, but so, yeah, you know, the so this one is almost over. So uh, I'm sure that once it is, uh, they'll make a third season. But yeah, it is weird to me that Viz has not licensed the Silver Spoon yet, considering that, you know, it's from Hiromu Arakawa. Like, she created Formal Adol Alchemist, and that was one of the, that's one of the most popular anime manga, like, in North America. So, I mean, that's definitely strange to me. I mean, I'm hoping that it, when Silver Spoon is over, they, they do it. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, they're the only one that can license it. So it's really if they don't do it, then it's never going to get released over here. So I'm, but I'm hoping that they do. So. It's it's got to get a release at some point. I don't see it not ever getting a release. Yeah. So hopefully. Oh, uh, also this. So let's continue on with the email. I'll read this. Oh boy. Yeah. So yeah, not as much hate as that Josh Dunham guy, but yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite. But I do read Jump mostly because they look way cleaner than Scans, which I agree with. Uh, I After I switched to Jump, I have had no compulsion to read Scans. Me neither. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subscribe to Jump, people. Anyway, uh, my, now, now she asks uh, us a question. So, my question for you guys is what series, manga series, you like get you laughed at by other manga fans? For me, it's Fairy Tale. I don't know why people hate Fairy Tale, but they do. Oh, I, like I, I could, I could, I could list a few reasons, but we'll save that for another podcast. I've gone on rants about uh, things I don't like about Fairy Tale, but um, to continue. Uh, I like Fairy Tale because a lot of the fights are fast, and the series is really fun to read. Mm-hmm. Plus, Mashifa always has a new chapter out every week, so I can always look forward to what happens next, and the real sense for Kadenshi comics. The anime is great too, and it is how I got into the series, dubbed anime by the way. But the anime simulcast is currently on break because Mashima Sensei wants more control. Hmm. What was that, the end of the email? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I could go on all day about why I don't like Fairy Tale, but Allison, don't worry. I don't hate you because you read Fairy Tale. You can read whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Fairy Tale, but I don't. I'm not. I will never disparage anyone for for reading it, like hmm. at all. I think there are merits to fairy tale. Like, I mean, especially <clears throat> as I've been looking at the series critically, I do recognize that Mashima is extremely talented mangaka. Oh yeah, even though, I, I, even though yeah. as a storyteller, I might not like him as much, but like he's an incredible artist, and the fact that he can produce like fifty page chapters sometimes, like every week. For a month is incredibly impressive. He is extraordinary, ta- there, extraordinarily talented. There, there was a, there was a week I remember when like Fairy Tale had like three chapters run at all at the same time in one issue. Oh yeah, I mean that there was a month like that where he there was three chapters every week, and then there was also another month last year where he did two chapters a week for a whole month. Like he is, he can, he has insane output, a rate ability to like crank out pages and like still keep the quality like incredible i i'm questioning whether he's human i don't know but (laughs) either way he is a powerhouse like artist and he is a really good artist Uh, yeah i mean there are some sometimes like his uh anatomy can get a little weird like i've i've looked at that a little bit at uh one of the more recent fights in the series which it seemed a little off to me, but 
the, but generally he's just really great, a really great artist. And, um, I re, I kind of wish his storytelling was a little better. Like, that's what I mean. And like, he didn't like have, um, this, uh, this like, uh, proclamation to like, draw so much etchy material with these weird fetishes and stuff. Yeah, but, I don't like any of that either. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't really care for that, but, you know, uh, he, it is one thing to, that he can't, to get, I have to give fair tell is that it is very fast paced. The series never drags. It's not drag to read. In fact, you can read it pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't think, I think that, so if you, if you enjoy it for, because of its fast pace and because the fights are, can be kind of inventive, then yeah, I, f- I think it is a pretty enjoyable series in that light. I just think, um, in terms of character development, and then like the story, it just, um, there are a lot of problems. And then they're also, it's a fan service I don't care for. So um, yeah, it's not, not one, of, not something I, I particularly am fond of, but I also I can understand why a lot of fans, there, it has its fans. But, uh, I, we should, uh, we should talk about, uh, what manga we've been made fun of. For, have, do you, do you have anything like that at all, Sid? Made fun of. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with that question because, I mean, like, for, there, for people who don't like, don't read manga, like, all manga is just weird and they'll make fun of you. So, like, yeah. For, for, like, in high school, like, there were some people who, I, everyone knew I was a Dragon Ball fan, and there were some people like, oh, cool, uh, you like Dragon Ball. So, Dragon Ball, they would talk to me about Dragon Ball. There were, there were also people who, like, Dragon Ball Z, uh, and like, <laughs> you know, cause drag, to them, Dragon Ball Z was all the memes and the jokes and like the jokes about its pacing and like all, ridiculous and stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, so some people would be like, it's Dragon Ball Z sucks or whatever. So, you know, that would be one thing. And, but then within like a community of manga fans, it's all going to be varied. Like, I've been like made fun of for liking stuff like Sergeant Frog or One Piece, uh, depending on who I've talked to. So it's really um, going to depend on like the kind of circles you hang out with, like in terms of what series you might get like looked down upon, I guess, from other people for reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking just, I guess, in general, series that are generally, um, have mixed reception or unpopular, I don't know if unpopular is the right term. Okay, even the example I was going to go with, um, it was when, when I was thinking about this question was, I guess, Inuyasha. Inuyasha is popular, like, it has a lot of fans, but I guess in the circles I hang out with, like, um... You know, it's not really looked on looked on upon favorably, but I just I find the criticism for Inuyasha generally are not particularly valid. The only criticism I really would readily like feel is valid is like the fact that it's too long because really it is too long. It's like twice as long as it needed to be, but at the same time, I feel that a lot of people really do not like look at the character development and like the the construction of the story and give it enough credit especially like the final arc which is generally like one of my my all-time favorite like 
arcs in anime and manga. So, I mean, I love, I, so I guess that would be an example. But, and then another recent example, I suppose, would be Nizekoi, which I've seen a lot of, you know, uh, hate for recently, and people are like, saying, oh, when is this gonna end? And honestly, I didn't really care. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't really care for Nizekoi for a long time. Like, I, I, the only reason I even read it in the first place was because I wanted to keep up with every manga running in jump. Dude, how do you think, so, dude, how do you think I feel? I've been reading it since it first got scanned. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So, you know, I didn't really care about Nizekoi at all for a long, for a long time, but like, in the last year and a half, though, like, Comey has been really impressing me where, where he took the story, where he's been taking the story, and, like, the all the character development he's given his given the cast, and, like, where he's moving the story now, and honestly, I think it's been really strong lately, and it was one of my favorite manga to read last year, and, like, it's been a pleasure to read recently as well, and I'm really looking forward to where, how the series will end, so... I guess that's a recent example. I just I feel that some of the criticism towards that, at least recently, has been a little unfair in that the series has been pretty good recently. And then yeah. overall, I would say it's very flawed, and there's yeah. definitely definitely a lot of filler that could have been taken out, and some of the love interests we didn't need, like Yui and uh, Haru, like we could have not had those, and I'd be fine. Although I did like the way Yui's storyline ended; that was very good. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I think Musical has been pretty solid recently, at least, and the last, I mean, basically at this point, the last third of the whole manga has been very strong, and I would defend that, so yeah. Yeah, in terms of anything, like, I've been made fun of, I remember, um, a part, a part my French, Tyler, just in case you're listening, but, uh, I've, I had a, I used to hang out with a lot of, uh, with a lot of dicks that, uh, in high school that would like make fun of me for reading one piece like that was just a popular thing to do within my circle of friends or at least like some of them not not all of them said much because you know not all of my friends in high school were as into anime and manga as i was um though that doesn't mean i didn't have people to talk about it with but uh you know some some of my friends who you know i'm not really friends with anymore because they're not really they're not very great people honestly uh screw them uh so sorry a lot of my uh a lot of my animosities coming out but uh but yeah i used to hang out with a lot of people in high school who just like that was just a fun that was just it was just like a pastime for them was just to make fun of one piece and talk about how shitty it was and you know and to talk about like how great bleach is and naruto is and like that really great bleach is yeah yeah i i knew i knew people in high school who like i unironically liked bleach and it was just kind of like i don't understand like i well I to be know. fair bleach was very good until a certain point yeah i i agree but um yeah like one of my uh i mean like uh i'm not really like friends with him but he's kind of friends with my best friend who he'll he'll get invited to like parties and stuff who he doesn't do this a lot anymore but um uh, one of my associates, I guess, used to, his big thing was he used to just make fun of me for, like, reading One Piece. And, like, whenever I had an opinion about something that I was trying to share with my friend, he just, he would just chime in and be like, 
shut up, Colton, you, you like One Piece, you, what you have to say about anything doesn't matter, and I'm like, oh, that's great, thank you, thank you for making me feel like I have worth as a human being, thank you, thank you, friend, that feels great. And, like, you know, he would play it, play it off as a joke, like, oh, it's, it's fun to make fun of Colton, Colton's the punching bag, I used to be the Shinpachi, essentially, <laughs> except I got, I got less respect for a while, which that wasn't fun to deal with. High school was... Less respect than Shinpachi. Yeah, uh... that was, that was not fun to deal with, but, um, it was really mostly just that one guy, though. A lot of my other friends, either they didn't know what One Piece was, or they didn't really care, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, I used to just, I used to hang out with a few people who used to, like, like belittle me for liking one piece and that was like a running joke that they thought was funny but it wasn't really funny so yeah that was fun to deal with and then um another thing another manga that i don't get nearly made fun of as much for liking but like you know it's it's more so like uh oh you 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 like you like like i don't get made fun of for it but like uh allison mentioned josh dunham earlier who is the host of uh, senpai coast to coast another podcast uh, you guys should really listen to that. It's a really good podcast. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm Josh's friend, but, uh, uh, Josh will constantly give me shit for, uh, for reading Buso Renkin. <laughs> like, that, that's just like a, that's like a thing I like to kind of lord over him, um, out every once in a while. I'll be like, hey, Josh, I have a great idea for, <laughs> I have a great idea for a podcast topic. You should talk about, uh, Buso Renkin. <laughs> And, like, the thing is, like, Josh is so bad about reading manga, he will read the first chapter of a thing and instantly get turned off. And that's what he did with, uh, Busa Renkin. So, his tolerance for manga is a little, uh, lacking sometimes, and that kind of gets on my nerves, because it's like, you, ca- you can't judge a manga uh, after just one chapter. Like, I just don't think that's possible. I think you should give it at least more of a chance than that, but, uh, that's just me. And so, um... Yeah, that's just the thing I like to give him shit for is, hey, you want to talk about Bruce Renkin? <laughs> and, like, he'll give me crap for reading all of it, which, to be fair, you know, Bruce Renkin, um, you know, it could have been, like, because for those who don't know, Bruce Renkin is written and drawn by the same guy behind, uh, uh, Roroni Kenshin, uh, Nobuhiro mm-hmm. Watsuki, who, who, uh, unfortunately, Bruce Renkin, um, uh, did get canceled, but, like, I know for sure that Watsky had a lot of different ideas for Buso Renkin that he didn't get to really use because of... Oh, yeah. If you read the manga, like, he goes... Like, he talks a lot about, like, the ideas behind, like, why he drew certain characters or what inspired him to draw certain characters. And, like... like, And he had, like... And he had, like, ideas for backstories for certain villains that he didn't get to use and stuff. Like, so, I think Buso Renkin, while I don't think it's bad, it's very shonen it's you know it's 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 entertaining enough but i think it definitely could have been better had he been given maybe like another year or two to work with the manga but you know that's just, that's another thing me and josh kind of like to throw back and forth is hey buso renkin ha 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 but uh um i think it's really about it um but uh anyway uh thank you allison for the email uh mm-hmm. th- th- thank you thank you allison for making us go longer than i think we should have this episode's getting kind of long sorry spencer that's nah, fine and remember people we <laughs> love reading emails so send us some emails at to manga mavericks at email.com oh yeah no I, I don't want people thinking i don't i don't want people to be discouraged from sending us emails yeah don't don't please don't take it that way we like we like getting emails i'm just i'm just a stickler for time i can't help it guys I'm very particular about this kind of stuff, but, uh, anyway, so, 
yeah, send send us emails. Don't be afraid to ask us questions, uh, because we like we like getting emails. We love getting emails. Um, but anyway, um, oh, I'm I'm actually getting kind of sleepy, and it's like what middle of the afternoon. I'm probably gonna take a nap. Um, but anyway, so Sid, uh, thank you for recording with me again, buddy. This was fun. Um, yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but uh, you should talk about the stuff you do real quick. Right. You can find me as at Momoromiyasha at Twitter and my anime list and Tumblr, bunch of places. And you can find me, and I write uh, weekly Shonen Jump reviews over at the Animation Revolution forums, as well as uh, Where Is Monk reviews for all comic like Fairy Tale, uh, Seven Reasons, Yumarka, and Seven Witches. I've taken a sort of a break from that in the last two weeks just because school got so busy. But I'll be resuming that pretty soon this month, so look forward to reading more of those. Alright, there you go, yeah. Um, wait, did you did you give your Twitter handle already? Yes. Oh, I must have sounded out there for a second. Um, oops. Well, um, definitely follow Sid and uh, read his reviews for stuff when he, um, when he gets back to those. Um, and as for me, I, I may not uh, write any reviews for All Comic because I just don't like writing, I'm just lazy. But uh, I do. I guess I'm not too, totally lazy because I uh, I'm kind of too busy uh, doing like five million podcasts, uh, of which I, I won't go over all of them. But um, you know, you can uh, you can listen to Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast. That's a podcast where I like to uh, where I'm basically going through uh, reading the Gintama manga as was released by Viz Media, um, reading it from the very beginning, and. Um, and yeah, you should go listen to that if you're a fan of Gintama at uh, gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Uh, we finally released an episode of Heavenly Kings, a podcast I like to record with my friends about Toriko. Uh, that was fun. We caught up on a whole 20 chapters worth of manga in two hours. Um, you? Yeah. But uh, yeah, we finally released an episode of that. You could find that at heavenlykings.wordpress.com. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Case Close slash Detective Conan, there's One Podcast Prevails at onepodcastprevails.wordpress.com. Um, and you can also uh, follow me on Twitter at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. Um, you can find more of uh, this podcast of uh, Manga Mavericks at all-comic.com. You can also follow us on facebook.com uh, slash uh, all.comic. And uh, on twitter.com slash allcomic underscore. And like Sid said, please email us at uh, any anything about manga or anything in general at uh, mangamavericks at gmail.com. We, we, we can't stress enough. We really do like getting emails. Um, but the most important thing is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And uh, this episode was pretty stacked. Um, I know the last episode, uh, due to technical difficulties, was a little late. So um, uh, just... Um, you know, uh, we're going to blame the length of this episode. Not blame. I don't know what I'm saying. We're, we're going to give you a longer episode to kind of make up for that. Uh, so I hope everybody enjoys that. Because um, mm -hmm. we, 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 we had a lot more to talk about this week than I thought we did, honestly. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm getting sleepy. I'm hungry. And I'm sure Sid has many things to do. You know, school. Oh, yeah. I still have a whole night of work left. All right. Well, we better uh, we better finish up here. So, thank you for thank you guys for listening to another episode of Manga Mavericks. We will see you guys again in the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>